right, welcome into the Oak and Steel podcast. I am Michael Cleary, your co-host with my cousin Matt Sutter. How are you doing, sir? I'm just fine today. How are you? Not too bad. Hopefully coming in a little less uh, hotel hallway echoey. <laughs> turn the game uh, down. Yeah. Little... No, snare, no snare in my headphones. Little, little M&M reference. More cowbell. A little more cowbell. Oh, morning edition. Need a little coffee. That's right. You and I both. Yeah. You're just off shift. How was uh how are things? Not hopefully uneventful weekend of uh on duty. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We had a um a pub at event in the morning. Uh some great pumpkin giveaway from the bank across the street and they have this all these pumpkins all over and where they're doing our thing. So it was good. It was uh it was a good Saturday. Now we're we're home on a Sunday, and we're gonna figure out what happens next. Well, speaking of pumpkins, um, as you as you know, I'm a a father of two, and I want to let you know there is no no more accurate um, navigator than a father of tired young children in a corn maze. <laughs> so we we did the like. There's a pumpkin patch farm type deal, agricultural tourism at its finest. Yes. And uh, we let them scamper around in like the play area, feed the animals. And, and then we decided to do the corn maze and we, we weren't wise enough to consider the nap time ritual of the young one. Mm -hmm. So we're about mm, a third of the way through the corn maze. And she's, you can just see it's, it's time to shut. She's shutting down the engines, oh. and like mom's getting tired of holding her. So then I try to do the old on the shoulders, and she's beating the heck out of my head because she's getting cranky. It was so. Uh, they, this particular corn maze had like little mailboxes that you had to stop at to pick up your next piece of the map. Like we would get the piece, I would just see where the, like the little icon was that we had to go next, and I was off. It, and we were, I didn't even look at the map after that. Just like get to get me to the next mailbox and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. So we got through it in pretty good time. And, um, the young one was on top of uh, father-in-law grandpa's head and, uh, was choking, choking him. And it was, it was just time to, it was time to go get lunch. So we, we did a lot early, early dinner, early dinner. So we made her through on the other mm -hmm. side. No, thank you. <laughs> you, don't do the, you don't do a corn maze uh i wonder i mean i'm sure you did everything you had to do to get through it on yourself but i would be sitting there looking at how miserable you are you know i'd be impacting my day in a corn maze you know so i just i just stay away from those things sure it wasn't so i want to reiterate for the <laughs> for the fans of the show that are my wife I was not miserable. It wasn't that bad, but you could just tell we were we were gonna get we were getting we're getting kind of close to where it was time to get out of there. But oh, luckily, yeah. the, the young one did shut down the engines, and then it was just like you got to carry an extra thirty pounds around, and that's that's the part that's not so fun. Is like you're trying to lug her through as you're doing it. So sure. Oh well. Well, hey. you you did the the fall thing. Did the fall thing? We did the we did all the fall things yesterday. It was a busy day, and oh. uh, we went to Devil's Lake. And if you're if you're ever in Wisconsin, I highly in in the fall, I highly recommend Devil's Lake. If you've never, have you ever been up there? Oh yeah, mm -hmm. oh yeah. 
like it's 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 one of the more scenic places that you can go see and it gets packed every weekend when it gets this time of year so we did all that and then we also did a pumpkin patch so we did it all in one weekend extra credit well then we get up today speaking of like i got usually i'm like today today's a good example like i like to get up early to get ahead of everybody i'm up the first one make the coffee and like got a couple seconds to just kind of get my day like settled in well not yesterday the little one's up jingling the handle because she can't quite get the door open so she's jing- i hear <laughs> i'm in bedroom and just and i'm like oh geez, it's not it- <laughs> i'm like i don't even get a minute today so today i got the day started by myself well the big one comes down and she's like what are we gonna do today dad and i'm like what did we we did the whole fall yesterday like what do you mean what are we going to do today we're going to catch up on what we didn't do yesterday right dad's going to record a podcast and get a second you're going to clean the house pretty much that might be what happens here once we get home so <laughs> uh but yeah i saw I, let's let's jump back in i do i do okay so i haven't done the got a hey got a question for you and you'll have to forgive matt if he uh, starts hacking he's got uh, a case of kennel cough isn't that what you said it was? Kennel cough, yep. Yeah. And uh, it could turn into bovine TB. Yeah. We'll see so, what we'll see how he's been, shake he's out. been alerted after his trip his travels. Yeah, Saskatchewan sent me an email saying that they found a case of bovine tuberculosis. Jeez. It has well, nothing to do with me, but you know, uh, that's just what I'm gonna go with. Sure, sure. Oh my god, I see you're getting topped off with some coffee there. I am. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. That's Appreciate nice. that. Thank you. Take care of taking care of the vocal cords. If only you could hear the pour. Yeah. That was a good pour. Solid pour. She's ready to go make another pot. I think that so you got the you got the the leftovers. Hmm. That was nice. She doesn't drink coffee, so that's oh, all. Oh, never mind. You're right. Oh, look at that. So right. speaking of coffee, I uh we or we did this thing. I mean we do this thing, and I've never really dove in too deep in the coffee stuff, but um have you ever heard of like cupping? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Like the okay. therapy, the skin therapy thing. So, so that's, that is one, but this is, this is what we do in the coffee world. It's like the, the folks in coffee world are pretty, it's kind of weird. Like some of the stuff that they do. Yeah. So basically what you do is, you know, normally you filter and pour the, the grounds on top or pour the hot water on top or the water on top of the, the grounds and let it steep through and all that fun stuff that you do on a, coffee maker well when you do cupping what you actually do is you put the grounds in the cup get about i think it's 200 degrees water and you just pour it right onto the grounds and then what happens is the 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 grounds and that stuff kind of rises to the top and it makes like this crust mm-hmm. it's not it's not really a crust it's just what they call it and you got to break the crust and smell the crust anyways it gets pretty eccentric and so we, we started taste, doing some t- coffee tasting and things like that. My brother Kyle and I had, um, got some new coffees coming. I got a, so that was my first time ever ordering green coffee straight from like an importer on my own this week. And it was, oh. it was a little eventful. Did you have to use Google Translate or how did that work? No, no. Well, so what happens is they have these places here in, this, in the States that they just, they bring the coffee in. They worry about buying it from the farms, wherever they're from. Um, and they bring it to their warehouses. Well, we actually have a warehouse not too far from you in Fort Atkinson. Yeah. All right. So they, I just got a pallet of that shipped over, and we got a whole pile of coffee sitting in the, in the uh, <laughs> shop here. 
So is that new machine you have set up in your shop, is that ready to start running these new beans? Well, like are, are we comfortable with that yet? So I can run them through there, but I need to get the blessing from the, the state to give me the, uh, right, you're, you're, this, this space is food safe. Sure. So I have one space that is for the other, the older roaster, but the new one is in a different space. So I have to kind of make sure that gets, get the blessing too. So it's coming. Is that an in-person inspection or? Do you yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. She comes around, but I'm a pretty small fish in a big pond. So she did, maybe doesn't make it to me as much as she makes it to some of the big guys. Sure. So tell me about the, tell me about your week here. I saw we were back at home, back on the, the homestead. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, what Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday were my days out and about and yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you back up. So on Tuesday, um, I made a stop at, uh, that job that I did over the last, what, two years. Um, that big pergola shed job. Uh, I just had to make that adjustment on that swing, but it was really nice to see that project and that work still holding up to see how that finish was holding up. Um, you know, the things I poured my heart and soul into are still holding up, you know, so some of it had to do with, you know, field engineering on my own behalf. So that, that all worked out kind of thing. Um, so it's just nice to revisit that, that job and, and stop there and see that again. But then I went and finalized things with the barn job client. Um, and I got, I got a little uneasy feeling about her response and her reaction. She, I don't know. I don't know what she was feeling. I, she was edgy. She was a little maybe upset. Um, and I, I took a lot of that to heart and I was beating myself up pretty bad on Tuesday. Um, just not having a, a good sound feeling, um, after that job. And I think we talked last week, you asked, you know, how do I like to leave my jobs? How do I, you know, pick up and just see you later or, you know, a good feeling. And I did not have this one leaving as a good feeling, um, to start. So, Tuesday was a little emotional roller coaster um, getting out of that job. I had two trailers still there, so I had, I had to make two trips, and I was going to spread that out over the week. And then, like, two or three punch list things to finish up before I left. And on Tuesday morning when I talked to her, she's like, well, how soon can you get your stuff out of here? And I'm like, uh, well, you know, I was planning on doing this on Tuesday and this on Thursday, but you know, you just kind of have this feeling that it's tense. And so I just started talking. I'm like, but I can have it all out of here today. And, you know, just started, started down that path. And she's like, that'd be great. I'm like, okay, time to go. Oof, duh. Yeah. Um, so that's where that first trip back to the shop was just a half hour of in my head and rethinking, you know, what happened? Where did I go wrong? Was she not happy about that whole thing? And then Tuesday evening, afternoon, evening, when I went back down there for the last trailer, um, I called her, met with her there. And, um, I just said, this is it. I'm, I'm done. All my stuff's out of here. And she was smiles and happy and, and that was it. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I just caught a bad moment. Um, 
it just it Tuesday was a rough little bit of a rough day, but the job's done, it's paid, and I'm out of there. So sure. And I got yeah. I got some better positive feedback from other people down and around there. Not quite from her, but it's kind of that I put a lot of my own heart and soul into that project and to her it's just her barns built. Sure. And maybe that's all she was looking for. You know, so, yeah, I, she wasn't she wasn't looking for this like I mean, and maybe she just can't appreciate it because like like you appreciate it because you're the one that did everything. For her, it's just like that's how it's supposed to look. Yeah, and I put um you know, I, I made it into a story, you know, this whole year, right? And for the last two years, you know, it's been kind of mentioned and drug along. So um it's just kind of that whole thing about, you know, the work that you do for other people um, and then how it ends. And sometimes it doesn't end the way you expect it to. Um, and then, you know, how do you perceive that? You know, is it a good job? Is it a bad job? Um, my biggest thing is I don't have time to go back and, and do warranty work. So if somebody's not happy with it you know, I, I, I need to fix that right the first time, or I put a lot of effort up front into the project to make sure that it's done right the first time. Um, and then there's the whole, you know, business aspect. At what point are you wasting time, wasting money, you know, that whole thing. So I don't know. Another, it, it's a good job done. I'm happy with it. Um, and maybe that's a whole topic conversation about business etiquette, but um, Tuesday I got out of there Thursday I just spent the day down there at the farm just cleaning and that that's what really felt good you know I talked to grandpa and like I got stuff to get rid of I'm gonna start a fire what do you want to burn up today and I just if I touched it and it was junk I burned it I, there was nothing that got piled for later either got cleaned and organized or burned so do you apply do you apply the three-year rule to anything if I haven't touched it in three years, it's gone. Uh, no, because uh, that's inventory, Mike. You know, I might have inventory someday. I might need that sure. piece of scrap for someday. Yeah. We've no, touched I, on that a little bit, I know, but like I just didn't know if you had like a certain a certain thing. Like uh, I haven't I mean, I keep this much of this around and I've got plenty of this. Well, I haven't touched this very much, so I'm gonna get rid of it. At least some of it. I would say uh, a small trailer full of scrap wood. The scrap pieces that were kept were only of lineal length, you know, of two foot or four foot of longer. The sure. little blocking, that's all gone. Sure. We're not, we're not keeping that around. You can cut a smaller one or a bigger one into a smaller one if you need something like that. But mm -hmm. um, I have been over, over time trying to, especially the barn, it kind of – it's always been a dumping ground for all of us. So if, if some things come into the barn for inventory, then I usually look around and take some things out. Sure. And usually it's trash. So yeah, we're been doing that. We've been, uh, at least, at least me personally. And I was going to bring this up. This is a, this is a in show consultation, I think, um, for, for me and with having small kids, you just, you inherit a lot of stuff. Um, and we've got this, when we first bought the house, it was, 
it had been a swing set, I believe, because there was a sand pit there. Well, I turned it into a fire, like a fire pit area, um, kind of like a patio. We concreted over it and all that jazz. And I've been kicking around the idea of putting a, like an open air gazebo type situation that you could like attach tarps that could drop down and then it turns into winter storage just for your stuff like your lawn chairs your like outside stuff that you but you like i'm gonna end up having to buy you know pay 65 dollars a month this winter to stick it in a storage shed yeah like why 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 do i need to do that and i i i'm jealous of you because you have this space down at the farm where you can run your stuff out there drop it off for the winter pick it back up and take it i don't know that everybody in your family is probably all maybe they don't maybe they all do it i don't know but like maybe you're the lucky one that gets to do that but i just the storage or this gazebo thing like i every winter i get this itch because i'm like gosh dang it like i'm so tired of piling the stuff into our house and not having room to park cars and things like that so maybe you maybe we need to have a little uh in-show consultation for a gazebo here uh, okay. So instead of getting rid of things and just, you know, maybe lighten the load of your own general inventory, you want to build this to just take on more inventory? Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, we don't really have much of an option. It's like kind of, um, it's just kind of what it is. Like we, you know, some of the stuff is stuff you just can't get rid of really. Right. Uh, like, like lawn chairs, fire tables, things like that. And some of it's sentimental stuff that came from a grandparent or yeah. whatever, you know, or it's the, the, it's the girl's bikes. Like you can't, you're not going to get rid of the girl's bikes. Yeah. Um, a spot to put the lawnmower, whatever, like that sort of stuff. Yeah. How about a garage addition? I would love that. Uh, and honestly, we have, we kind of, I have a little storage shed next to the garage that I think a garage addition would have been a better use, but then there's also the, the money to go into all that too. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. I, I, fi- I figured you could get multi-use out of a gazebo and sure. that you could turn, that you could turn into a storage for the winter. Yeah. Well, I, I would agree. And, you know, go bigger right away. Yeah. Well, I, I the, a new house would be nice, but that, <laughs> I don't think that day is coming. Yeah. You're still working on your yard. Yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter, she goes, it's it's looked it, it didn't uh we didn't get to where we wanted to this this fall with with everything yeah and uh we have a few bare spots in the yard and she goes why do you have my like why are we fixing the yard why don't you just get a new house and i was just like oh thanks sweetie <laughs> <laughs> if only yeah we're working on it yeah so no, i mean i've seen i've seen things like that 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 work or you could I don't know if you could do some screening there too to try to, you know, kind of turn that open space into like a three seasons kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your drop down hard walls or whatever it is for, you know, buttoning it up. Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So we'll have to get done on that. Yeah. I don't know what product lines or things to pursue there, but whatever, uh, whatever your big, big box say big money options are well, say, there's plenty of kits out there you know it's yeah. just most of them don't necessarily jive with the the footprint of the concrete well and then the other thing i guess 
is how much consideration do you need to give to the the actual concrete? Like, do you need to like in those situations? Do you need to truly cut out a square and dig yourself a hole down in, put some footings in? You know. Yeah, probably. If anything, you know, put the legs on a on a pier, you know, in the ground. Yeah, and that's what your, I'm thinking. Yeah, your flat surface is is just on a slab, but um, hey, anything's possible. You know, like yeah. that that big pergola that I showcased here. And well, that's where I got the idea. Honestly, that's where I first, when I first saw you do that, that's where I got that idea. Uh, I'd have to look. I might, I don't think I have anything handy. That's all right. That, um, that was an expensive kit. Right. I don't think we're going to be, we'll be getting <laughs> the Costco version. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have done one of those. Those are not too bad. A little no, light, but not too bad. Yeah. So we'll see. That's all stuff to, come down the line yeah but, hey i haven't done a hey you got a question for you in a while right i don't think so so i want to play a different style of game here called got a guy <laughs> so i want from from your perspective like you're you might you pretty much will tackle most things and i know you've got a guy for your roofs that's right i don't want to but let's let's leave him out of it and and you're not necessarily I don't want you to speak from your business's standpoint for insurance purposes, but in uh, situations I want to know it, it, do you got do you got a guy or do you normally tackle this? All right. So situation number one, electrical. Hmm. You want me to answer? Yeah. I got a guy. Got a guy? Yeah. You just I don't, don't want is it a I don't want to deal with it or I am not knowledgeable enough or and I in third, I don't want to get shocked. Oh, I don't care about riding the lightning. As long as it's not too much. Sure. You know. Um <laughs> like I'm not sticking my finger in the box, you know. But yeah. Uh, you know, a little tickle, keep you on edge, just to make you know. <laughs> just get the mustache here standing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I had that right breaker. I guess I had the wrong breaker. Yeah. Um I the I know enough about it to be dangerous to be dangerous yeah sure. like <laughs> like i know what color goes where and i can hook up a switch or an outlet or that kind of thing sure. and i even like put the curl on it like i do some of those intricate details that mm -hmm. the electricians would 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 do but i don't know i don't know about part a and part b you know mm -hmm. i don't i mean i could run the wire if you told me hey put this wire here and have it come out here done um but what what means what like helping my electrician um wire the shop because i have a four gang box and one side is 110 and the other side is a single 220 i i just put wires from a to b and okay. he did all that i sure. i don't know and then i i can change the plug and change the wiring on the motor over to 220 but i don't that's that's as far as I go. Plumbing. <sighs> Other than a urinal. Yeah. Depends on the situation? It depends on the situation. I have two examples here in home in my house that I think I need to call the guy. Um, but you got sink? a guy. No, I don't have one of those guys. Oh, okay. Um, the kitchen sink, I changed. Um, nothing nothing really changed other than I just took out the old sink and put in a, a comparable new sink. Um, 
plumbing was all in the same spot. I didn't have to change a thing. But when I hook stuff back up and, you know, it goes in through the garbage disposal, all that kind of stuff, it's not something's not right there. And okay. I didn't I don't know what's different, but it's just not not right. And then I don't know if it is right. Right. That's this. How do you know it's not right? Is you are you getting leaks or you're just it's just not draining the right way? Yeah, it just doesn't drain the greatest. And maybe it's something in the wall. I, I don't know. Sure. That's that's where I did right up to my knowledge. And now now I don't know what I don't know. Sure. Same thing here in the uh, basement. There's a sink that's that's plumbed in and around the 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 uh, utility sink here in the basement's plumbed in and around the the washer. And I think when we bought the house, we were told that that wasn't right. I mean, it works, but it's not right. Um, and I don't, I don't know what right is, mm-hmm. um, but I know we get a little water back up into the utility sink. So sure. What about HVAC? Nah, not even a guy. I well, yes, I have a guy. Um, I have a guy. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, um, we called him in a couple of years ago, new furnace, water, heater, AC, hit the trifecta here in this home. And then Oof, he supplied, okay, so he supplied my shop heater mm-hmm. and I hooked that all up myself. Okay. Intake, exhaust, LP. I did so all the, that. Moral of the story is it really is just going to depend on the story and then probably the audience that's going to be consuming the project. If oh, yes. Shop- if it's the shop, it's probably going to be you. If it's at the home, it's probably going to be the guy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. And, and, then, and we're not we're not sexist here. The, the guy is just a term. It could be a gal or a guy for it, but maybe in this your situations, it's a guy. Oh yeah, hey, I, plenty of plenty of talented women in the trades. As long as you can do the job, I don't right. care. Exactly. Don't care what you are. Exactly. Um, how about automotive? I know you dive a little more into that stuff. So what, like, if it's brakes, Matt's on it. If it's changed, are you changing your own oil? <sighs> no. Um, in my truck, it's a 2017 one-ton diesel, single-wheel one-ton diesel. I could. I've done it before. I'd rather not. I'd rather sure. just drop it off and and pay the dealership to do it. Yes, there's an expense. I could save that expense, but I don't save that on time. Mm-hmm. Um, doing it here in home in my garage is is okay. Doing it at the farm is a better space, but a worse environment, if that makes sense. Well, you um, probably don't have the con- I mean, the concrete to roll around on. Right. Like I'd have to pull it into one of the sheds, and it's open air, and yeah, it's just not. It's just not great. Uh, so yeah, like my truck, I'd rather just drop it off and just keep moving. Um, and I can manipulate my schedule so I can be without a vehicle. Um, but Taylor's car, I do that here in the garage. So you, so her stuff, you is just that's you. Yeah, maybe once a year we'll send her car into the dealership for a, a big kind of once over look over. But the routine stuff, you know, the 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 easy stuff, I I'll do that no problem. Sure. Um, the Razor, off-road vehicles, yeah, I do all that 100% myself. Unless it's like a, a motor issue mm-hmm. um, or an upgrade. Like I had a guy upgrade the clutch on my um, Razor because I put bigger tires on it for rock climbing. And, you know, like that kind of stuff I don't deal with. But modifications, add-ons, wiring, 
lighting, sound system. I'll do all that. The boat, I'll do all that. Sure. Yeah, you probably got the oil out of the boat at this point, right? Or switched out, got to drain the water out, all that fun stuff. Yeah, that's a that's a big motor, big block, inboard, outboard thing. So there again, I we send that in. Sure. I, I could winterize it myself, but I'm probably going to do it in a rush or miss something. Mm-hmm. And we know what happens then. So right. it's just worth the money to just have them do it. And if they miss something, that's their problem. We'll deal with right. that later. Um, but like the the sound system and, and some of that wiring stuff I did myself. Yeah, it's okay. kind of all over the board. <laughs> As I say, you don't have, it's not necessarily one. I mean, for obviously, I'm sure people listening are probably like, Michael's got the guy for pretty much everything because he's not doing it himself. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a, it's a, the line wanders if I'm going to do it myself or not. Uh-huh. But it's a hard line when I, when I don't do it. I'm like like nope. you know, like I'm not doing that. Yeah, I ain't dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. that's how. That's I mean, like for for the vehicles, ninety five percent. Like we, I just started kind of monkeying with doing the brakes just because it doesn't seem like it's rocket science to do those, but um for the most part it's heading up to the co-op yeah i mean wheel bearings and hubs and and trailer brakes and like that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. i've been through all of my trailers except for the log trailer that's probably next on my list but sure. um yeah it kind of all depends the big well, thing with my with my truck you know as, that's a business sense right like if I was down without my truck, which is my daily driver, man, I mean, I don't like need to haul or tow anything with my truck every day, but it's just my business commuter and personal life commuter. But I'd rather just have it in at the dealership and know that it's a hundred percent good to go, you know, and not have this downtime is the biggest thing. So, yeah. Well, I was going to drop this one for you. Um, so I think, I mean, we got, that's about what I expected from, for an answer. Oh, that's good. Um, so the, you know, we were really busy two like not two weeks ago. Now we were running things out of the shop as fast as we could go. Yeah. Company reaches out and they want, they want to know, can we do another one, another cake up machine? prior to December. And I'm like, not Ooh. a chance. Ooh. I mean, we, we got started. We're like, we're going on it, but I don't think there's any chance we're getting that next one out. Pri- I mean, I think I could get it out early December, but I don't know. Like, like we'll get out before Christmas. Yeah. But I don't prior to that. I don't know, man. Are they good with that? We'll find out. But I think they want to do some modifications to make it so that we're not putting quite so much stuff on the machine. Sure. So that, and I will say, this is probably the most stocked with inventory parts to just grab off the shelf, put it on the machine that we've, that we've ever been. Yeah. So we will see where I wrote down the project started on October 16th and I will report back when the project is finished. Well, let's talk a little business sense then a little business project management. Um, Cause I've been kind of on the uptick with that here the last couple of weeks and it seems like it's helping me out a little bit more successfully. Um, so in your situations here, are you, 
I mean, obviously you have a, a projected timeline. Are you are, are you putting a little more pressure on the job based on money? Like if you have a rush fee or, you know, do you take a little bit more up front, you know, 75% of the job up front kind of thing? Does that help you prioritize that work in any, any way or? Um, I would say with this particular customer, no, like they've, they've kind of, they've been our backbone for the year. And so they kind of get first dibs on everything. Yep. Now I am reaching out to some other folks. So we have, there's a quote out there to a different customer, potential customer. Um, and we'll see how they, if they jump in or not, um, I haven't accounted for them in the stock of inventory that we're, I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build out enough for what this current customer had kind of projected. And we, so right now the dibs are for the, the main customer. But then after that, after this, I mean, technically right now I could, this next customer, the other potential customer could jump in anytime and we could, they could potentially have the next one at the beginning of two, 2024. So we don't, we don't really do an expedite for this customer um, just because they of this way the relationship has worked. But I would say it isn't out of the, the realm of like what is done in this business. No, it's like, that's a, that's a typical thing. What about you? Well, I, I guess that's kind of why I bring it up because you know, I, I had this barn job prioritized and, and I, I clicked all those boxes and I'm done Went on my trip. And now when I'm back, I'm planning out the rest of my fall into the winter, you know, into next year. And some of this charting, like the Gantt chart, the project estimating, a lot of this stuff I've been doing has, has been beneficial. And now last week, um, I think I mentioned, I just got that response to that client questionnaire. We were talking a little bit about this before the show. And I was able to tell this new client that came to me for a, a built-in bookcase, and you saw it. It looks pretty. It looked like old high times, high-end high end. bookcase with a ladder. Maybe I don't know. I you know I haven't really explored the depths of this project quite yet. But my response to them was, um because I know some of my project planning and where I'm at in my timeline, where I can fit them in. Um, you know, I, they wanted like initially like a three month turnaround. And I flat out said, you're looking at spring, you know, for, and then maybe a, a early summer install. And here's why based on my schedule and here's, here's some of the factors and they were okay with that. Um, and this table project that I've been talking about, I'm still kind of in the dark on that. I don't know if that's a go, no go. Uh, I don't know how the results and that, how that vote went. Um, but that job's been kind of dragging through the, through the mud for like the last two years. And I don't, I don't, um, I, it's, I'm kind of in this, okay, it's time to make a decision because you're holding me up because I'm going to either tell the next client that they just moved up in their timeline or there's going to be some sort of inconvenience fee coming here because, you know, I need, they're going to want it on a rush now and I am holding up other people. Um, 
so I it all this kind of stuff is is really starting to help me plan and and make better future client connections um, and project planning. Yeah. Sure, that's all just based on learning the hard way how to organize, and I I didn't really have a lot of that. I was just taking taking on work and putting them on the list, and I, that's as far as I could could tell you you were. So, well, so speaking of like this idea of kind of an inconvenience fee and things like that, I, you didn't ask me if I have a guy for my shipping. Yeah. So I do have a guy for my shipping. It's my father-in-law, actually. He runs a freight company up in uh, the Fox Valley area. And um, so we use them for bringing stuff from Italy, bringing stuff from China. And we were, we're bringing over a machine um, it's kind of the backbone of like a cartoning line. Uh, that we, the one that I kind of referenced to it had been six months ago now, um, but we're sending it directly to the customer this time. And the, the, I don't know. I mean, if you've ever shipped something internationally, but it's, it's a little daunting, especially when you start talking like ocean freight and putting like containers on rails and things like that. And it's, it's a, like, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of people to make it happen. And so the ocean freight company, from my understanding, they bring it to the rail yard, but then there's like, you got to clear customs. So you have to have a customs broker, blah, blah, blah. Well, it was just funny on Friday. We, or it was Thursday, we had an issue where the, the container got held up at the rail yard and didn't get onto the, it was like, so my father-in-law has got a truck driver there and he's there at 8 30 in the morning, sat there all day. Oh boy. Or, yeah. So truck drivers is my understanding. They get X amount of time before they can start before they got to stop and be considered like off duty. Um, and I don't know if he hit that number and still wasn't loaded. And so I see an email come across that's like, Hey, where, what are we going to do about this retention driver retention, you know, fee or whatever. And then the, the you just, there's kind of this bang back and forth and it's like, not our problem. You didn't like our guy waited and it was, just, it's just, it's, it's a really it, like it's out there. I know um, this kind of inconvenience fee is out there and people are starting to take more and more advantage of it because at the end of the day, like time is the thing that you can't give back. Like whether it's you personally is how much time like you put towards something and you didn't put it towards something else. Or if it's like actually at a job where in this case, the trucker who's just sitting there and, the clock is rolling and so are the dollars for paying that driver. So it's just, it's interesting just to see kind of that side of the business that I don't particularly have to deal with, but other than just having my guy. So do you, do you bid and build that into, into the job? Do you, do you have that, that contract agreement? Cause you know what your work is and then the shipping is a whole nother thing. And that's outside of your, your scope of work, your, your budget, and that's a whole new budget that you try to set or estimate and leave fluent. So it's interesting. That's a good question. Um, with the Italians, they say it right in their contract, uh, that for the roasters, not, not that expense is not included. So a lot of customers then use me to try to go track down numbers for them. Like kind of what, what's the estimated cost going to be yeah. a big 40 high cube. 
to ship a 40 high cube from China, just the shipping, I believe, has been coming in around, I think it's like 20 grand. So you better pack that cube full. Because it doesn't matter the weight of the cube. It just matters. The, I mean, you can put as much stuff as you want in there at that point. Other, wow. other than, well, then you get hit with duties and stuff like that for all the stuff inside of it coming across. Yeah. So the Italians, they don't deal with it. I mean, they'll they'll contract it or, or whatever and figure out, you know, what what it's going to cost and give that estimate to the customer. Um, with the Chinese ones, that's where we've been dealing with it a little bit more. And um, we just kind of pad our price a little bit based on knowing that there's there's some <laughs> there's some big matzo balls hanging out there. It's, <laughs> well, it, I, I mean, customs and duties and on top of shipping, it's it is an expensive game to move stuff. Well, it wasn't international, but I've had my first round of shipping a piece of furniture to Oregon and in the end uh it was it was my first like Etsy sale I think we talked about this those pet steps it was my first Etsy yeah. sale um the price for the item was a little high but it was a more custom item than what is offered typically on the rest of Etsy but to ship it was the same price that I built it for jeez so I built it for free and she paid for the shipping essentially. And that, that sucked. And I don't think I can sell and, and ship that item for, for that price. You know, I, I, so this whole shipping thing is a realm that I don't know if I want to get into. I hear people say it's not scary, but, and just pass that, you know, that, that, um, that charge on. But if they're paying me two hundred dollars for an item and then it costs them two hundred dollars to ship, like I don't find it. Yeah, they're gonna yeah. go walk over to Target and pick it up off the shelf there, right? So if they can, yeah, right. Well, and that's the thing. I it's this wasn't something that Wayfair is gonna gonna ship to you for free, you know. Sure. Um, well, what I can say is what I've found is if you're just Joe Schmo walking over to USPS or UPS and you're trying to ship something. You don't get, you're not extended the same pricing as I am when I have a Shopify. Um, so like my coffee stuff, I want to, I was just going to pull it up here while I'm talking, but typically I, they show you kind of the, your discount. Um, when you go, ah, I can't see it on the screen here. Um, but like they'll show you what you get, you save because you get this Shopify discount. Cause, cause they're sure. trying, they're trying to loop everybody in and use the, you know, the FedEx isn't offered through Shopify. Um, I think it's just USPS and UPS that you get different varieties of things that you can choose from, like how fast you want to send it and, um, you know, the size of the box and all that fun stuff. But um, I know I get, I get better shipping than just the average person walking into those places. Yeah. Well, so maybe something to consider. We'll see. I have uh, a potential, a potential client that's 50 weeks out on the chart. And they're in Maryland and want me to build a custom cabinet for a specific space. And I told them flat out, like, I'll build it, but shipping it is a huge unknown. And I don't, you might just be better off finding somebody more local. But well, it might have a guy for you. Well, because at that point, you're going to go LTL. You're perking likely. me up. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a crate. I'll have to build a crate, put on a pallet, that whole thing. Yeah. I got some crates for you, or some pallets for you. Just you say the word. Okay, well, then the only thing I need, absolutely need, Taylor, 
is a uh, is a forklift or some sort of machinery <laughs> to lift it into the truck that shows up. No, you get at you the get shop. Uh, you get ground or uh, lift gate. Just a little extra fee. Wrong answer. Oh, you just need you're looking for a toy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, asset. An asset. Yeah. Yes. What's the, what would be the uh, what would be the route you'd want to go? Would you go skid steer with forks, or would you want to go uh, like one of those? Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe like a rough rider fork fork truck like that's got the big wheels and maybe the uh yeah yeah so uh uh it's a three-tiered system uh out there at the farm we've never had anything other than a loader tractor and that's what's doing all my assistance with the logs right now and it's not the greatest uh a skid steer would be great but it we all know how they operate and the price point of those things not cheap uh, a stand-on mini skid steer would be great. That would handle a lot of my light work, everyday work. And it's kind of a nice on-off machine because I've worked on a farm. I've worked in and out of a skid steer all day. That's hard on you. It's not the best. So a mini stand-on would be great. Um, especially I know, when I, I know start, where this is heading, by the way. Especially when I can start running stuff on and off the mill. But there again, it uh, they're expensive. Uh, so the kind of, the little sleeper is the rough terrain or off-road forklift, the tractor style, reverse tractor style forklift. They're out there. They're pretty cheap. They're reasonable. Um, that'll kind of handle, handle all my needs or a telehandler just flat out. What's that guy? I don't know that one. Like a a sky truck or a lull. Okay. You know, that'd be great because I could load stuff in and out of a semi-trailer and you know ship ship lumber down the road palletize some lumber and ship it down the road to whoever wants to buy it you know all these sure. great business plans that i have laid out for the next i don't know whenever they happen <laughs> yeah no i've seen plenty of plenty of them on facebook marketplace that have the that you that would be right up your alley and but I mean, you're still looking around 10, 10 grand, uh, 20 grand, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and some really old rusted out machines mm-hmm. are a couple grand, five. Yeah. You know, a couple slabs. Right. Just selling a couple slabs. A couple slabs. Well, so here's what we need to do now because I see where, where we're at in time wise. But why don't you run us through what's coming up here? You already kind of know where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing if we get to go on, I, on this needing to be done in. December. So I don't even believe the point on that. Uh, yeah, the, I do have a pretty heavy station schedule coming up. So I'm kind of just working through a transition here for the rest of October. I was supposed to, to hear back from these table project and maybe I just reach out, but I was in a go, no go vote, whether they're going to do the project for the price or they're going to scrap the whole thing and go to somebody else is what was mentioned. Like we'll, we'll have somebody else do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, and probably a little late to get into that, but you know, there's a difference of doing the job for money and then being profitable. And I'm really trying to improve that business profit because I haven't really been real great at that lately. Um, 
So that's the price. And you want to go somewhere else? I don't care. Because I got other people waiting in line that have agreed to be in, you know, for this for this price. And that is profitable for me, hopefully. Um, so tables, go, no, go. Then I'm into designing and finalizing this built-in pantry that I have coming up. That's the next oh, that's one. Right. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So a lot of design work still to be done. Um, and then I'll get going on that. Nice. If, Are you guys out for trick-or-treating? You guys go out and park somewhere and have you guys have to do that or, or get to do that? I don't know how you're feeling, what your feeling no. is on that. No. Taylor and I hide in the basement, the house. Oh. There, watch a TV or watch a movie or something. Sure. Yeah, we usually do. We actually kind of do it somewhat. I wouldn't as big as as the, like I have people over to the house and um, the girl we do. Usually the in like my parents are there. My in-laws are there. My brother and his wife come. And I think we're even bringing my other brother and his family out um, this time. It's it's my youngest brother's birthday is Halloween. So uh, um, it's always one of those where it's like, I'm not going to make you come out to my house and uh, hang out with us as we go trick or treating on your birthday. But it seems like he he even asked about it this year. So I. Uh, We'll we'll probably have him out. I usually set I usually set the garage up, put a fire table um, going or a heater of some sort, and then we put out the lawn chairs and open up the garage. And you, get, it's kind of fun actually. There's there's quite a few folks walking around that I kind of see giving me the like the all right, like that's exactly how you should do it. It's last year I made pizzas. I was like our house is on like the main drag, and there's just there's a house on either side of us. And that's right. it for the for this whole block and this whole road. Sure. So there's really not this neighborhood thing, and you're sitting mm -hmm. on a state highway with with a sidewalk, but it it's just not enjoyable to sit sure. out and enjoy what that could be. So now uh, we yeah, just sure. hide. That's and I mean I don't I don't blame you there. We usually I think we go through probably we we go in anywhere between 100 to 200 trick or treaters. I would say depending on how nice the weather is. We, our neighborhood is, we got usually the fire department parks at the top of the hill. Um, and they're kind of, you know, giving up candy, saying hi to the kids. And, um, it's, there's a lot of kids out. It's, it's crazy. Mm. So. All right. So you're just going to be working on machines, whether it's for one person or the next, you got machines to work on. Yeah. And, um, we've got some other stuff too. It's, it's kind of, it's, there's, we get those things here and there too. Dad will pick up because um, Dad really cut his teeth in the plastics world. So um, not necessarily for anybody that knows what you know goes into making plastic. Not thermal forming um, as much as it's like an injection mold. So basically, hot plastic getting shoved into a, a mold and then um, they either you know open up, drop the item out, that sort of stuff. He there was a we used to have a plant here in Mount Horror was where he started. Yeah. And then that has come and gone now, 20 years ago, probably. Um, so he still gets these folks after he had started, started his business um, that come to him saying, Hey, can we upgrade this? Or can we do this? Like we're, do, we've got another thing over there for, um, I think they're ACDC motors, um, sure. like a winder that and a welder that kind of are, used to to make the windings and things like that for the motors so he he's done just all sorts of stuff and um we get those projects kind of in between and lately he's been able to tell them like i'll get to it when i get to it and it's uh 
there's been a couple of them that have been sitting here for one of them for sure that's been sitting here for a little while that we need to get out of here so hopefully we'll get that out of here kind of as we're doing these things these big projects and um but yeah you're right it's hopefully hope the one is a, a hopeful customer i would it's one that you see on the grocery store shelves around here anyways oh nice yeah well, so this we're recording on the 22nd. Is that, are we going to, when the people hear, are they going to hear it a week from now or are we going to give them a back, back week? I think it's, I think it's nice to just send them out when you get them done and, and we'll just, you know, we owed people. So I don't know that we're going to go every week, but just for the sake of, I mean, there's been enough stuff that happened this week that we yeah. can, we can fill, we filled an hour. All right. Well, even if they're just listening to me, how the things I got to do as a dad or get to do as a dad. Whether we see you next week or in two weeks, we'll have an update either way. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just the, oh, I know one other thing. How much, so you've said you obviously use Amazon quite a bit, right? Oh yeah. We, we use it for filler things. So I can go on, um, a, a site called Automation Direct, which is pretty reputable for all the stuff that you need for building these machines and the panels that we use. And they have some pneumatics things and things like that, but it's it's not cheap. It's like, you know, some of the pieces on there, I can get the, almost the exact same thing from a, a different um, dealer of those parts for half, half the price. Yeah. So sometimes I also go to Amazon. And I don't know if what your experience has been, but I'll order like a pretty substantial amount of something, maybe 20 pieces of it. But then all of a sudden, you know, I, it, it tells you, you're, you, you've purchased 20, 20 of these. All of a sudden it's like, I get two one day two the next day. Ah. And I walked in the office this morning and there's a bag full of like 15 of them. And then there was another two sitting outside. So I guess, do you ever have to deal with that when you get, I mean, maybe you're not buying like that. So you don't probably have to deal with it. No, I'm, I'm usually buying single items, uh, whether it's a tool or replacement parts for something. Yeah. Or something that, um, something that I need to assist with the job kind of thing, you know, but it's all, yeah, it's a, it's a piece of equipment or a tool, maybe some repair parts, but nothing, nothing production wise, not like consumable, like going on a machine type of stuff necessarily. No, I've done it. I've done it. I, I have done that with like consumables, but it's like a package of a hundred or fifty pieces, you know, pe- dowels or screws or something. It's not, it's not an item. Are you going after it, Amazon, for your for your screws and things like that, or is that typically like I'm running down to to save big money? <laughs> uh, yeah, usually general shop inventory is. Um, locally sourced but there's like um there's some certain things i'll i'll try first maybe order on amazon um just to get a certain like uh i don't know trying to find an example here um like my shop filters i have a a shop you know air filter circulator that's just up on the ceiling i have that's a uh, subscribe and save. It just shows up every three months or four months, whatever I have it set at. So I don't nice. shop around. I don't see where I can get it supplied. I just, it's just there. It just shows up. 
have you ever dove in to see, and I don't know that you're, the stuff that you do necessarily would be a sellable item on Amazon, but like for me in coffee, um, and even some of those parts that I get, like, Oh, have you ever, have you ever used Alibaba? Uh, well, yes. Well, no, I, I have a few things that I want to pursue and I have been up late at night doing some initial conversations with, uh with the, uh, other side of the world. Um, but I've never, I haven't followed through with that yet. Sure. Well, so, so long story short, I've considered, cause you can buy stuff on there. So it's like crazy cheap. And then I know, I know a lot of folks do this, then they'll turn around and sell it on Amazon. Yep. Well, for me, I could just keep inventory of, I don't know, linear shafts that we need for different odds and ends on the machine and then just sell the extra inventory on Amazon. And I was, and make profit on it. And I just, I've considered that, but I, I'd love to hear if anybody out there that listens to us does that just because there's plenty of YouTubes and things like that, but just to have a little back and forth with somebody that's actually boots on the ground with it would be nice. Yeah. My interest is offering a shop based product like, um, um, you know, something that I, that I build an offer on Etsy is just a standalone inventory. Mm -hmm. Um, and some of the hardware and components of that, um, you know, sourced with Alibaba at 50 or hundred at a time for cheaper than the 20 bucks a piece that has offered here locally. Right. Um, that's just to keep my cost down on the, on the item, but that, right, it's exactly. early. It's early in that. Once yeah. I start getting some lumber milled up, then we'll see if I start pursuing that. Cause I got inventory. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I just, I just saw the Amazon package sitting there and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta ask you what your, what your background has been with that. So, but it sounds like not quite travel on the same road on that. No, I do have to reference Amazon orders and, and the year's worth of purchases when I, when tax time comes. So oh sure I do use it for business. Some, some expenses. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, I think, uh, sounds like we got, we'll be at least seeing a little bit more of you on, on Instagram than we've been seeing you. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, just a day of cleaning or a week of cleaning, but, I'll be back working, walking circles in that shop soon enough. And when will we expect to see the YouTube series? <sighs> Going to be like when, when you get to it? When I get to it. Sure. I, I have all the ambition inside within me. I just don't have the time or the ambition to get it, <laughs> to get it going. And it's uh, extra credit, extra timing here. That's like the next personal project. That's the next threshold that I have to start really crossing and putting energy. And I've just never really, I've done some, I've had some, I have YouTube videos out there, but they're not long format and they're not me talking. They're not put together over a long project. So it's yeah. a whole new thing that I have to just lean into. Yeah. Here you're there. I'm, I think we'll be going through that together at some point here pretty quick. Yeah. So, all right. Well, for Matt Sutter, I'm Michael Cleary. This has been the Open Steel Podcast, and we will hopefully catch you here relatively soon again. That's right. Sunday morning edition. Sunday morning edition. All right. <laughs> take, take care there, sir. We'll uh, have to drop the old uh, Oak and Steel out. See you then.